0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's dark. Uh-huh. It's
1: mm-hmm. go, baby, baby.
2: Hello and welcome to Recovery Internet Radio Abroad asked live and direct from Straight Stuff Studio. here on a beautiful fall night. Hope you're enjoying your fall season, picking apples and such as we as we did today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to show number, episode number uh, eighty-eight zero. We're pushing a year, more almost a year and a half of uh, yeah, of broadcasting. Yeah, so, about that. Thanks, thanks, audience members for listening and and uh, you know making this uh, a successful a successful little show that we do here. We, uh, we have fun doing it. We hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah. So thanks for, thanks for being with us here tonight. And uh, I would like to say, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a new listener or if you've only listened to a couple episodes, check out our archives and see if there's anything in there that tickles you because we've got some great shows. Um, you know, you got a you got a year and a almost a year and a half of a catalog there for a show a week. So, any any anything that that tickles your fancy, we got it. So. Anything addictive that you can think of, we yeah. probably got. <laughs> okay. Individually or as a
3: group. Or as a group. No, we got it all. We got it all. So, mm-hmm. we're going to have
2: a great show here for you tonight too. So, uh we got a couple of quick announcements and a quick a uh, couple of quick shout-outs. So, I'd like to uh I'd like to say a quick word about Sidekicks mentoring. It's a Peer mentoring, the volunteer peer mentoring program that uh, that we are involved with, pretty pretty directly, and uh, it's, it's a no cost program. We kind of try to hook up, we hook up kids that need need uh, healthy role models with people that are interested in providing said service, and uh, you know give, give them a little bit of a different outlook on life, a little positive influence. So,
3: and le, and let me just say while you're talking about yeah. that, that I was reading today that uh, Big Brothers and Big Sisters who work with kids that we probably not the same kind of kids that we work with. We work more with the kids that have a little bit of difficulty or school or court referred kids. Um not always but largely. Um Big Brothers, Big Sisters cannot get enough uh mentors. They can't get enough adults. Um and, you know, so that's really a shame. And we're you know, we're also looking for mentors and we hope that, you know so if you if you're interested in mentoring a kid, helping a kid,
1: um, yeah, check, look us
2: up. We're, at, yeah. we're on the web. Check out the website at uh, yeah, please do. www.sidekicksmentoring.org. org. Yes. O-R-G. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we'd love to have you. If, uh, if you know someone or you are someone that would like to be a mentor or know someone that would be a good candidate for, uh, mentoring either or. So all the information is on the website, sidekicksmentoring.org. Cool great program um let's see what else oh double double take double take band um mm-hmm. great, great cover music from you know from you know probably the last twenty or thirty years through today,
3: I think they say the fifties through today
2: oh, there you go Boy, the
3: fifties cool. wow,, cool.
2: got it all. you can check them out at their website, which is. DoubleTakeChicago.com. I think that they've got a gig coming up. Oh, let's see here: August, August, September, October 4th at Porter's. Uh, Porter's at Bull Creek. That's in. Uh, that's in Elgin. That's October 4th from 8 to 11. Uh, but you can check out all their show times and their uh, upcoming uh, gigs at DoubleTakeChicago.com. And you can also listen to some of their lovely music, like. Brick House, which we'll start playing immediately on going to the website. <laughs> all right, so I think
1: that's about all I have to say. I'm to, I, if
2: I haven't introduced them already, the, the man you all know and love, Mr. Rick Atwater. Ladies and gentlemen. But a boom but a boom
3: So, welcome to the show tonight, our straight stuff on addictions. Our tag tonight is Suitcoat Johnny Talks About the Nature of Change. Got to love that, got to love that tag. Um, and uh, so anyway, thanks for joining us tonight. We're, we are every Sunday night at 8 o'clock, and thanks to Chris, our engineer, hey, hey. who keeps us up and running here, hey. our, uh, keeps our technical stuff in order, sort of.
2: <laughs> Vast majority of <laughs> Although
3: I had to, you know what, I had to turn the computer on, it was off when I came in here. Well, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, a couple of quick things. Um, you can call into the show for questions or comments um, or opinions, God forbid, by calling 323-792-2977. So our call-in number again is 323-792-2977. You can tweet us uh, live. We'll get your tweets while we're on the air. And that uh, Twitter uh, address, thank you is at Rick Atwater. Um, also, you can check us out at recoveryinternetradio.com. That's
2: recoveryinternetradio.com. <laughs> also on Facebook at uh, Recovery Internet Radio, believe it or not.
3: So we're really social media We're connected. We're connected. We're electronic. We're there. Um, if you want to go to recoveryinternetradio.com, that's where you can get to all our archive shows. You can also listen to the show on Sunday night live uh, at that address as well. Although we do send out a link when we send out a link for those who do get that promo, we would um, hope that you would pass that along to anybody you think would benefit by hearing the show. Um, So please pass it along to your friends, recovering friends, people in need of recovery, Treatment centers or anybody else you think would be appropriate for this just, type just, of show.
2: Just you know, get forward all. There you go. Boom. Done. Easy. Don't yeah. even have to pick and choose.
3: Spread us around because that's go. the only yeah. way we uh, that's the only way we do um, make any uh, headway in terms of our listening audience. Because we're an internet radio show, uh, is through our listeners passing us along. So so please do that. Um, and our guest tonight is none other than Suitcoat Johnny. Hey, hey. Or John John D. as the case may be. But I like suit coats. Did you tell me that you've been wearing that thing for a year and still haven't got it dry cleaned? You
0: know what my wife said to me tonight? I gotta buy you a new suit coat. <laughs> <laughs> for tonight. No, just tonight. <laughs> she was gonna buy you a new coat. I, you know, I was thinking, you know, when you asked me I to you could mention that. Yeah. Uh, and I started yeah. thinking last week, uh, yeah. how long have I been wearing a suit coat and how to I get that name? You know, And I really had to think hard about it. And I've been wearing
3: a suit coat for 30 years or more. Um, I haven't known you 30, but you've worn a suit coat ever since I've known you, and it's been a while. <laughs> I
0: tried to figure out why.
3: <laughs> <laughs> why you wore it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, I used to carry a deck of cards all the time. Because I like to do sleight of hand, you know, and I haven't done them in quite a while, but I could always have a deck or two of cards in any any pocket, so i'd yeah, suit do are great for someone, and
3: they're great for that
0: enjoy their response, and so that's where it started and you haven't done
3: you haven't done magic in a while <clears throat> it's been a little while I your arthritis is acting up. <laughs> I hadn't I didn't know you did I didn't know you did magic. You're a man of many talents. I, I didn't, I didn't you know the two coat is with that. Yeah. No, you don't find
2: a whole lot of magicians wearing tank tops. No, yeah. no you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, that,
1: so that was that was that, no, That's, so that's
0: right. how, I mean, how that came out. So that's how a new coat so.
1: Well, that's good.
3: So let's well, you know, let's start by, you know, at least talking a little bit about um, where you came from I mean the, you know obviously we're talking about tonight we want to talk about change and it fits you know change in a bigger sense you know uh, you know you personally have experienced your own set of changes which is what qualifies you to talk about it so let's talk a little bit about that where did you come from and how, how did you know how did you get to the point where you needed to change
0: Um, I'll mention that I think, I I, want to mention that at this point in time, I'm I'm still really learning how to make an objective self-appraisal about myself. So Hmm. when we look at some of these things, uh, I know there are certain things that I've changed and I've been forced to change in my life um, for good or for worse, but but I I I think that getting feedback from other people helps
3: when when we try to appraise these. You don't always know you don't always know when you don't always know the extent of the changes you've made or
0: probably, the kinds of changes probably. you've
3: made unless you get some feedback, right? Right.
0: I mean, yeah. I I work on I personally work on on change in a certain area of myself. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll get to that a little bit later. But I started as a, uh, I, I came from a regimented Catholic background, hmm. heavily regimented, and uh, that
3: college. means that means church, regular regular church going, and
0: that means boarding school regimentation. That means boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. that means Catholic boarding school regimentation. Okay, <laughs> it was not church, just church. There was, it was all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so um it was that's the way it was gonna be and um uh heavily blue collar oriented, you're gonna learn to trade and uh work. hmm And uh, so that that was really um or become a priest.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, know, you okay. gotta be you must be you yes. gotta be Irish. Yeah,
0: absolutely I'm Irish.
1: Yeah.
3: So
0: you know that's pretty much my background for all of my lessons through high school. You know.
3: Did you ever think about being a priest?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, so, oh, like, like the Latin, you know.
3: <laughs> they were still doing. They were still yeah, doing Latin absolutely, then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Latin,
3: yeah. When did they stop doing Latin? By the way, like I, I, I must have been in uh... the like 60s, maybe. Doing Latin mass, it was 65,
0: 66, 68, maybe around there. They turned. They they started facing you too.
3: Oh, I didn't know that they mass.
0: They faced you instead of the priest you instead of having the back end. But that's that's the whole background I had. But
3: you you know, thinking
0: about it, I don't I don't recall having to um, deal with change in any way or hmm. form during that period of my life.
3: Well, when it's that regimented, it, it's kind of, th- it sounds like things were designed for you going to They were get,
0: designed. I think I, d- I dealt more with rebellion. Right. You know, I, I think that thinking mm-hmm. it going to be something else. Or, right. You know, out in the world. You know. Which
3: I guess is one to change. Maybe they not like going... i to change. Well, it, you know, I don't know. What is Rebellion. I guess it's wanting to change, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Maybe not Even doing it. Not, you, know. Know,
0: you identify what did as change, but you want to...
3: Yeah, you don't, you you don't, don't.
0: want to stay in that spot. Yeah. You know, you, it's you more know like that's what I, what I don't want to be. I'm willing to cross some threshold and see what else is going on. <laughs> you yeah. know, if I need to retreat back, well, I'll retreat back. But I think the first point in time where I really thought that I'd have to watch what I was doing when I was growing up. Was when I said to myself, I do not want to be like my father. Mm. So I think that's a critical point in my thinking where, you know, I'd have to watch things because I didn't want to be like the man that I really disliked so much. Mm. And I was in a boarding school, but he I had visitation rights. And everything. So yeah. <clears throat> that's, I think, the earliest point
3: in time where I considered... Or, it's like that's what, you, I, that's, that's what I, my, wanna, that, I that's what I don't want to. I got to be careful because that's what I don't want to be. Right. So yeah. maybe
0: that's the first touch of a little bit of what would be
3: changed
0: along the way.
1: You
3: know? Yeah. Or like the, you know, the first part of it is you need to you need to be um, self aware about behavior, and that maybe is the first part of. First part of change, or the first, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and we want, you know, what is change? You know, what is it? it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's a verb and it's a noun. So,
3: right, yeah, you know, so. right, yeah, it's a, it's an action and a thing.
0: Right. Okay. But let me let me say that my my thoughts on change overall are is that uh, it's a constant. Uh, it, it it's it's always happening,
3: hmm. whether you want it to or not.
0: Absolutely. So it becomes almost a noun at that point. In time. Hmm. It becomes a thing.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. You
0: know, analogous to I don't know, maybe a river or a stream of consciousness or something.
3: Something that keeps moving.
0: It's always in motion. Yeah,
3: and it's whether you're in it or whether you're not.
0: That's correct, or yeah. whether you're fighting it, or, or not. You know, so did you? And it, so at that point, it affects you in one way or another, either for some outside forces or some internal um, thoughts on how to use it as a resource.
1: Hmm.
3: So did you become like your dad?
0: for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: So I think, okay. All right.
0: Let's go so back to that. Let's that go back was, to that. Maybe that was the milestone okay. right there. Yeah, I okay. absolutely did.
3: Absolutely. What was it about him that you didn't like?
0: Um. My father Um couldn't be honest. He couldn't tell the truth.
1: Hmm.
0: My father couldn't be human. Hmm.
3: Um, like true feelings or?
0: Just something that I didn't really trust and really couldn't get a tune with. I, he just seemed to not give a shit.
1: Hmm.
0: And he stunk like alcohol, and he made promises and talked to
1: me mm.
0: with this smell, and unshaven, and
1: mm. um,
0: I just didn't like the man as as, mm. as the character. You know,
3: I just didn't right. like him. Um, was he an alcoholic? Heavily. Yeah,
0: he-, he was an alcoholic.
3: Did you know that he was?
0: Uh, Later on, as I became educated a little bit about yeah, but at uh, that small time small men. no, at that time as young men, no. Well, actually, probably early adolescence, I figured out yeah, yeah. But I, I you know, I eventually drank with him
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I said, had many, many, many nights with him in a bar. <laughs> Something I had to go through yeah. And he finally told me once, well, he says, you know what, I can consume a lot of alcohol, but you have put more in a way that I can ever drink. Hmm. Try to be careful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that was some pretty good advice for a guy. That, for for... <laughs>
0: so, and so I think that was about the time I exited. It was, and we didn't spend much time together in life, but I think after that statement, I thought that well, you know, maybe I reached a point with him that I needed to reach, and... Um, Need to go off and do something else, but we hadn't. We had dropped out of communication for quite a while. I actually, um, actually, later on in life, I I grew to love the man hmm. as though he were a child. Yeah, I grew to love him, and I grew to understand that. Yeah, um, that I really grew to understand that he was a, a human being who uh, was had only so many capabilities. Um. Really. Whether he did the best he could or not didn't matter. He was just a he was just a human being. He was a man, and I got to know him as a man, with all of his frailties, all of his desires, mm-hmm. all of his faults, and I accepted it and I blessed it. Mm-hmm.
3: How old were you when you? By the time you got to that point? point, um, <clears throat> fifty.
0: No, no. No, that no. Um, I mean, I'm just saying No, I think it was probably um 35 20 years ago. Okay. Yeah, maybe maybe well. And had you got had,
3: had you gotten sober by that time?
0: Absolutely I had to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Cuz you would I my guess is you wouldn't have reached that point with him had you not gotten your own stuff together. <clears throat>
0: Uh, correct, but I, I battled with finding peace with him for years.
3: Even you know, before before that,
0: you know. I think I think that even before that, there was something deep down inside that was driving that. Yeah, but I don't know, and maybe that's that that area of change, that stream of change that is pushing us from deep within us. Mm-hmm. That now that I mean, we really can't get in touch with what we feel, or mm-hmm. we're driven in some way. So we see changes. I look at change as a different yeah. thing at that point. So before something was happening, so I was driven for a long time to come to peace with that. Somehow do something about that.
3: Well, I mean, I guess my question is: Do you think that you cleaning up your own side of the street, so to speak, you're you you getting sober, you getting, you know? Was that like? Did that make the difference? Uh, finally, in your coming to terms with your dad? Absolutely. So, like, why? Even though you had been trying for a long time, and you'd been, you know, in the river. What? Why was that different? Why getting sober yourself? Why did that make the difference? I mean, maybe that sounds like a stupid question. No, it's not a
0: stupid question. It made the difference because being. <clears throat> either genetically like him or whatever, becoming very similar to him, I was short on love, understanding, forgiveness, tolerance, and compassion. I had none of those. Right. Neither did he. Right. So when I got sober, I had to um, acquire a lot of those virtues or principles and practice
3: them. So, you needed you needed those things in order to understand him.
0: I needed them in order to understand him and forgive him. Yeah, and see him clearly.
3: All right. So the next question then is, how did you get those things? Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, right. Those are <laughs> yeah we gotta, That's
3: where we're going. That's yeah. where we're going. Yeah. That's where Absolutely. we're going. So how did you get those things? I mean, how? I mean, I I know that's not an easy, not a, a an easy. To,
0: it's tough to answer because. That
3: type of change, which is
0: which is more than a psychic change, right? I mean, it's a it's a shift,
3: right? This is this is a you know, did you did you become because,
0: it, because those 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 principles of change come they come uh, from different angles and they come from multiple resources
3: well let, let me ask a diff, let me ask you a different way. did you become something that you mm-hmm. never were, or did you become something that you always were yeah,
0: now we've,
3: yeah we we've talked about this a little
0: yeah. bit about this and that's very fa- it's a, one of my favorite
3: um i don't want to say
0: subject, but one of my favorite things that I think about. Is that I think I was becoming something that I originally was, hmm. however undeveloped.
1: Okay.
3: Like it was there, all of the necessary raw material.
0: Correct. As a human being,
3: yeah, yeah, you, th- you know, I, and this is maybe this is maybe a theological question, but do you think you had that material coming in? I mean, does everybody have that?
0: At what point in time?
3: I don't know, like when you were born, I guess. I mean, is everybody? Are you bo- are, are you like naturally? Are you born with that that? Um those yeah. those things, that goodness, the innocence, the whatever that we're talking about here, the forgiveness, the capacity to forgive, the I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes.
3: From your experience. I mean you know Was I? Yeah. You think so?
0: Yes. Yeah. Undeveloped. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what I do you, do you know when Catholicism they talk about original sin? You are damned to hell because you got original sin. What? <laughs>
3: That's where okay. that was my next question though. So how do you reconcile how does a Catholic How does, do a, how does think... a Catholic reconcile that? I, I really, mean, be, I you. really
0: believe I had to reconcile that
3: statement. So I had to get
0: baptized and all that. But but I had to reconcile that my that statement for some reason after I got sober. Why? Was that so ingrained in me? Do you know what I came up with? Honestly, and maybe this will make sense, maybe it won't. Original sin, for some reason to me, was my low self-esteem. Hmm. Hmm. I couldn't figure any other reason for fearful behavior.
3: Yeah, I no, I get that. Does that kind of make I, sense? Yeah, I get so
0: that. I, I, you're, you're, I, didn't, I didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I so the sin is the sin is fear based on your separate you know low self esteem separation maybe is another way another word to use for low self esteem yeah. Um separation from your your higher power or separation from God or whatever that's what low self esteem is I think
0: it's it, it it's a little broader separation from existence
3: just being. Yeah, being completely separated from everything.
0: Yeah.
1: Is that that was that that
0: original were? that original person talking
1: about. Right.
0: Now we start to put up barriers and walls and defenses. Right. So now we separate and we move further into that and away from who.
3: That's I believe
0: I was originally gifted with. That's what I think. So yeah, we had those things, undeveloped or not, didn't know didn't understand them. but I think that's the way human beings need to go.
3: So tell your,
0: or develop those things.
3: Tell your, your a little bit about your story of, of actual of the actual process of you getting sober. A little bit about how how that you progressed into, you know, your alcoholism and then your then what happened how did you get how did you get sober? How did I get sober?
0: Yeah, um, I got sober once for uh, about four years, four and a half was five years. I just, uh, um, I think my first wife was kicking me out the door or something. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. I better, I better go.
3: Better do I something.
0: Better do something. Yeah, I ended up going to Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. I thought this is nice, you know. I belong here. Yeah. Anyway, I, I drank after. Uh, Buff morning for some years of sobriety and drank for another five, hmm. and uh, it was it was it was miserable. I was back to the old fearful. I mean, I I I, I won't say back to, but I was just as lost and as fearful and as uh, secluded and uh, as I was since ever that turning point was when I started going that direction. Uh, drank very, very, very heavily. Hmm. For some reason, I think I was trying to forget that. I, that A was in my life. I had gone there. I think I was trying to forget that I had gone there. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I drank very, very heavily. It didn't.
3: That didn't work. I guess.
0: No, it didn't work. And so it got to the point where uh, I was really, really bad, really hopeless, and I thought, Oh, you know what I'm going to do? This is. I just can't burden this anymore. I can't shoulder this. Um, I think I'll, I'll call one of those treatment centers that I heard about years back. I'm gonna go in there, hmm. and and I'm gonna I'm gonna see what they're doing.
1: Hmm.
0: And so, um, I called this place over here in town. and said, Yeah, come on in for an interview. So I shaved and I got an in, i got, I'm going for an interview. What do you, mm-hmm. do I, you know, Like, know, like I'm,
3: they're gonna give you a job, a job or something? On, an interview. <laughs> interview.
0: And, you know, I'm as narrow-minded as I've ever been my whole life. And uh, so I, I go and I get this interview. Yeah, come on in. You're, Ruby, you're good. You're an alcoholic. Like you got a bed. They put me in this room, uh, bring me some food. It was clean. Um, this is interesting. She gave me some pills. Uh, I took them. Well, I was asleep. I was just dozed off. I took these things. And I just dozed off to, to sleep. And I thought, I made the right decision. You know what? Maybe they're going to give me a lobotomy, but... Whatever they gave me tonight is working real well. Second night <laughs> she comes in, she gives me some more. I had food that day, the room was clean. Uh she gives me some more pills. I go to office, this is really good. Good decision. Mm-hmm. Third night, same thing. The fourth night I was standing at the door of that room like Pavlov's dog with my hand out.
3: <laughs> Waiting for the pills.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were yeah. cool, red. Whatever. I don't right. know. She walked by me. Looked at the bed. Whatever they do in the room. Maybe they're looking for alcohol. I don't know what they're, she, she's doing back there, but I'm still standing by the door, and she walks out, and I said, Miss, uh, nurse, uh, what about my pills? She says, you don't need them anymore here. And she gave me a book called Alcoholics Anonymous. I thought, oh my God, my heart dropped. Hmm. She said, you don't need those anymore. You need this. It was like, Ali hit me with a right. <laughs> right. I was deflated. It was an it was an impact. She set me up. You know, she set me up. Was, so what could I do? I'm in a room behind locked doors. I read the book, hmm. and I started reading the book. And I hadn't read it when I was sober before. Hmm. And. It was one paragraph that said, there is a solution. And that's what changed. That's what changed my life. Hmm. At that point in time. I wept and I wept and I wept and something came out of me. And at that point in time, the next morning, I had this moment of clarity, but I had a decision to make. Hmm. And it was, look, you can go back. and You know exactly what's going to happen. Or you can go through this window of opportunity, not knowing anything, keeping an open mind, staying as vulnerable as you are now, and see what happens. Mm. And that's what I did.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And I never looked back.
3: Now, see, I think there would be a lot of people that would be very interested in that, that moment. Like... That moment when, you know, between the time that she handed you that book and your heart dropped yeah. and the, the time that you read that section in the book that said there is a solution and made those series of decisions,
0: mm-hmm.
3: that that space mm-hmm. that that um, it would be very interesting to talk about a little bit bit of a description of that, the more specifics about that space. What I'd like to do is do exactly that, but maybe we can take uh, five minutes now, because I know we've got a song we want to play, do a, ha- a little halftime, and we'll sure. come back and we'll talk about that. Um, what are we going to hear, Chris?
2: We've got Changes by Alan Price. Alan Price.
3: Alan Price. And With, what did you hear about, what did, what did you, Laurie say about this song?
0: You already said this is a big one.
2: Don't miss it.
3: (laughs) Okay, so we're
2: going to play. So here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is a big one. Don't don't miss it. it. We'll (laughs) be right back. (laughs) (laughs) This is for you, you. Everyone
1: is going through changes And no one knows what's going on And everybody changes places Love must always change to sorrow And everyone must play the game It's here today and gone tomorrow But the world goes on the same
3: It was a. It, it was a, a hymn. We decided it was a hymn. I've heard it before. I can remember something. About go to the Lord with prayer. That You're was right. one of the lines. Do you remember that? No, uh, you remember, you Comes know. from a hymn. and I'm trying to remember it. Can't remember. It's Anybody? Any? Any of our listeners know know that know the name of that hymn? Yeah. So tweet
2: us and tell us what it is because we 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 need your help. And speaking of, if you want to tweet us, we can get all of us at Rick Atwater on Twitter via Facebook through Recovery Internet Radio. Or our call-in number. Yeah, or our call-in number, which is three three seven nine two two nine seven seven. Yeah, yeah. So thank Goog- you. Yeah, or Google, Google us, yeah. or yeah, you could use your Siri, ask Siri in the boy voice now if you want. Whatever you want to do. All right, go crazy. <laughs> Get a hold of us. Oh, no, we are right. so
3: technical. It just makes me wanna.
2: What's the what's show. our what's the tag of our show tonight, Rick? You you do it so, so well.
3: The tag is. Cove Johnny talks about the nature of change
2: excellent well if you're uh, if you're just joining us thanks for thanks for being here tonight and if uh you've been listening since the beginning, then welcome back and if you're listening to this via archive or podcast, then um you know cool here we are take okay. it away
3: boys so we're back and we and I think where we left it was that we that um you know we were talking about that uh, you you use the term moment of clarity. So how do you think what were the pieces? What were the what were the um the components, if I could use that word, that to to that to that moment of clarity? What what into that moment of clarity? I mean it just doesn't happen out of the out of the blue. And I know it's all your life experience. It's you know, but could you could you like tell us any more about some of the components to that moment?
0: Yeah, I I, I, uh, I thought about it and uh, I came up with one conclusion. Hmm. Divine intervention.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Period.
3: <laughs> right. In the, in the interest of keeping it simple. Divine intervention.
0: Simplicity can be complicated, but absolutely. Right. Divine intervention.
3: Right. Did you ever ask, I mean, so... Well, I mean, maybe this goes a little off the track, but did sure. you ever ask why? Like, I wonder why you, you, you know, your ass was saved.
0: I suppose I asked that um, for, for for some period of time, mm-hmm. but uh, another conclusion I came up with about about that I would probably never get an answer to that. So. In
3: reference to that, what am I going to do? Right. So, what am I going to do now? Right. So, divine intervention. Okay. So, um, you also used a term we were talking the other day. You used a term um, intrinsic. Yeah. Which, and then we started talking about that. Um, Is that the same as fundamental nature? Is that soul? Is that God's gift? You know, what is intrinsic?
0: <coughs> intrinsic is all of those things you just mentioned. But, you know, my friend Jennifer mentioned that to me once. And it's a word I, I've used before and I'm familiar with, but she mentioned it once. And I said, you know, she, she kind of understands. And I think intrinsic goes, brings us back to what we originally talked about is, who was I, mm. God-given? Mm. And what is intrinsic in my nature? as given to me by God, and that, or whatever you want to use. You know, I'm using a three-letter word here, but it's...
3: And that's where, that that's what we're, you know, you're, you're talking about that river or that, 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 uh, the, the, the thing, the consciousness. That's, whatever stream of consciousness. That's what we're talking about. That's that, that, that's what's going on, on our way back to who we always were. Kind that's of right. Thing. That I believe that. Mm-hmm. That I need to find or get
0: back in touch with who I am and what is intrinsic to my nature, I already know why hmm. because I answered that question by taking some action and making some changes in my life. Some behavioral changes, but most of the changes that I look at and I, I'm perceptive of in who I am are more in... in my head and my heart and what communication takes place between myself and other human beings.
3: So like, where think, am I going with them? I think a lot of people would, would identify, would think that change, they just would, you know, cut it off at behavior. Like, uh, you know, okay. So let's say we were, we were just joking around about anger before the before the show started. And, you know, have you ever? You know, are you mad? Do you have rage? That kind of stuff. No, 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 you don't. But like, let's say you you know you'd been an angry guy or you acted angrily mm-hmm. in certain situations, and then you which I have. Okay, and then you did something or something happened, and you no longer acted in an angry way. Correct. Behavioral change is you know I mean that's possible just to operate. Like bite your tongue and not say the things that's you used to say. That's behavior biting
0: your tongue and not saying what you to okay. say. Okay,
3: now, but but it goes beyond that. It goes way beyond that. All right, so let's talk about what where where it goes. Where you know what's what's beyond think, that. Yeah,
0: well, I think beyond that is easier than making behavioral changes because I've struggled <laughs> with behavioral changes for right. years. Right. You know. Right. I mean, even the pain I have put myself through. You know, so, some some uh, you know some uh, just lifestyle changes. You know, that's yeah. difficult stuff. Yeah. You know, and they say you got to act your way into this, but but beyond that, I think that when we talk about when I mention that that stream of consciousness, whatever it is, the collective unconscious, the consciousness of God, or that 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 stream is available to use as a resource, and and what I had to change is is I had to change my Perception on how I see, hear, smell, and touch the world around me Hmm. and human beings.
3: Hmm. And how you interact.
0: Right. Some of that's behavioral, but a lot of it is emotional, psychological, and spiritual.
3: It's the way, it's the way, so what we're talking about is... Yeah, you're talking about a very (laughs) fundamental shift in how you look at things.
0: You have to.
3: So you could talk about... I I had to. Yeah, I think, yeah. And and you could talk about, like, let's not get angry, or you can talk about shifting the shifting of perception to the point where anger is not something that you go to as a...
0: Well, you know, when it comes to anger, and I figured out that, that... when I was getting angry, I was mostly disappointed about what, given circumstance, triggered that. Right. So I shifted it from reactive anger to a construct, constructive understanding that, wait, I'm disappointed.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Or I'm, and then you can take it all the way back to, me. I had expectations about the way it was supposed to be. That's right, and that's where it started in the first that's right. place. So when we start, so if you don't you don't have those expectations, you don't end up disappointed.
0: Correct. Or high expectations equal low serenity. That's, we got to <laughs> get a long time ago.
3: Right. So right. yeah.
0: So it's what at what point like that point of there is a solution. There was a real short moment that had to do something. I had to see things differently. Right. And that happens with the anger or any other. Reactive behavior that we have. Right. So, and what do we? What you know? What have I? What have I learned to to monitor those things with? Is that you know I was a narrow-minded, um, um, very um, self-centered, feeling that I was extremely self-important human being, and all of that. All of that changed when I started to learn about um, tolerance, Mm -hmm. um, compassion, forgiveness, and all of the aspects of love, which we could talk about forever. So when I started to become more of those, then then there was a shift Mm -hmm. in my perception about who you are, who Chris may be. You know, anyone around me, right?
3: So you, could who see, I so you could see those things. It's almost like it's almost. I guess the ter- I've heard the term coming out of the fog. You know, it's almost like that. That they were that that was there, and all of a sudden that becomes visible to you, because you you've identified those characteristics in yourself. You found your own. You found compassion. So how do you how do you go about? Did did Alcoholics Anonymous help you find those things?
0: Uh, absolutely, and they helped develop them, more importantly. How,
3: how, how did you? Can you talk about the process of how do you, how do you, how did that happen? I mean,
0: how did that happen?
3: Like, let, let's just take, uh, you know, compassion or forgiveness or something like that. I'll tell
0: how, you what, I'll tell you what, you got to have a few stones to be a little bit vulnerable, to see vulnerability in another human being.
3: Okay, so you, yeah, so you start with vulnerability, like, like you're describing you have to in there. You
0: start that. with sensitivity, and when you start with sensitivity, you're going to realize that, you know something, everybody around you is just as sensitive and vulnerable, and mm-hmm. maybe it's confused and misguided. Mm-hmm. You must start with yourself mm-hmm. and feel that, and, and you, so you to, know that, and I'm, you know, i, I
3: that I takes the judgment out of a lot of things then when you start with that, right? You have
0: no judgment capabilities whatsoever. Right. But but what you're what you're left with is, is this clear picture of who we are.
3: And you started in that in the room, in detox in the room, with the moment of clarity, mm-hmm. saying, I made a decision to stay as vulnerable as I feel now.
0: Right. And at one point in time, I I made a decision to pack as much love, forgiveness, understanding, and compassion into my psyche while I was exposed. Mm -hmm. But I had to develop those things. And that comes with practice.
3: That comes with practice.
0: Which becomes a behavioral, sometimes an overt behavioral thing.
3: Yeah, that's where you gotta you gotta. <laughs> so now you gotta so practice now, what you. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. So now, now is that the point at which the phrase makes sense? Act Absolutely. your way into it. Have you had to have that that shift first, and then you act your way into it as you develop it? And right. I think possibly, maybe that's where it has the most impact on us. Is it when we tell someone, "Well,
3: keep coming around and act your way into it." Right. I think I don't know. Or maybe, or, or maybe those t- those the psychic change, and the behavior really run Concur- really run concurrently. And people that come in to Alcoholics Anonymous just need to stay there long enough for the psychic change to occur. It will occur. And you hear that too, right? Come, keep coming back until the miracle happens. Right. The change I've heard that happen. phrase. The change, the change will happen. Yeah. And we talked about
0: change, and, and I think I mentioned you once as well. You know,
3: change is possibly a collaboration. Yeah, you used that word. So okay. tell me about that. What, is I that? what does I that have mean? No idea. <laughs> Come on, you're supposed to explain this. I think it's a collaboration <laughs> between the unholy trinity, me, myself, and the great I Am, and getting the hell out the door. <laughs> so who are we collaborating with then?
0: You know who we're collaborating with? We're collaborating with with with, with our God with other human beings and the the interaction of our existence.
3: See, I think that's a great that's a great concept. <laughs> it makes it sense is. to me. It's like, yeah, maybe collaborating with change. You know, it's like, oh, well, it's you like You have
0: to collaborate with change. You got to get in the stream and go where the flow goes.
3: Yeah, I guess if you if you're swimming if, the, you're, if you're swimming the other way, it isn't going to work.
0: I think I think it's
3: so community. let's cooperate and go downstream sure and all you got to do is stop swimming upstream that's right that would be cooperation of and, and mean, it that.
0: doesn't mean you're going to hit any dams down or you're going to hit some dams and some over over hanging trees and stuff and some rough waters they're going to be there sure you know but I like that, you know uh, you know listen you know I was always uncertain about existence and about life and about and about everything. And what this what this program is, is given to me is I you, you know, let me tell you something. I'm in absolute awe of the majesty of existence hmm. because it's change.
3: Where do you where'd you get that? Where did that come from? Have you always had that? Have you always been in awe of the majesty of existence? I think so. Yeah. Why not? I can't think of a I can't think of a reason. Although but
1: I know that a lot around. of people
3: don't have that attitude, John. But if you look around, my God, it's
0: breathtaking.
3: Yes, it is. We can.
0: We can sure screw it up. <laughs> it can be done. Yeah. Let me throw a wrench into the works here. You know, but yeah, I mean, I think it's breathtaking. Yeah. I think we're yeah. breathtaking. Yeah. I think human beings are breathtaking. Yeah. I think my existence is breathtaking. Maybe it's the poet. I don't know. I I don't know, but I've yeah. always gone there, and that's where I want to stay. And that's I, what I want to experience.
3: Um, and you, you are a poet, right?
0: I don't know. I'd like to think I am.
3: Well, I think you see things from the perspective of a poet, which makes you a poet. I think the
0: poets live in awe of existence. I think the poets yeah. are like on some, I think a lot of good ones, you know, they just they, they took that stream of consciousness or whatever. They're tagged into something. Yeah,
1: they're <laughs> connected. Know. They're swimming. All these little they're,
0: experiences that, yeah. you know, in human. Uh, Descriptions of human experiences that they have been able to, you know,
3: put out. So, are you still changing?
0: Absolutely.
3: It doesn't stop. Never stops.
0: I think I take a break every so often and got to jump back in. And, <laughs> you know, it takes some effort, <laughs> effort too. I'm just not saying we jump in some kind of a, a conscious, God-conscious stream and float down. It takes it takes some effort on our part. There are things that I'm going to want to change. There are things I'm not going to want to change, and those are those are philosophical questions you can ask someone and, and talk about forever. But why? Why not? You know, well, right, I'm in a little bit of pain, but I'm not going to change it.
3: You know, right. And some people would say, well, I'm um, going to change right now. You, you know, people don't change until they're in enough pain. Yeah,
0: change. but I don't want that to be a, a catalyst for change either.
3: Right. That's an easy way out, because I think
0: that that if you look at life in as as um uh majestic um that's catalyst for change
3: too mhm uh not it just would be, pain it would be but so that in you know that's like looking at change as want, wanting to wanting to live in grace rather than in agony. So, sure. So
0: we're all going to have agony. It's going to come whether we like it or not.
3: So this this is a change, though, for you. From when you first started the process, yeah. you weren't changing out of grace. You were changing because your ass was on fire. That's right. So this is something that has become different for you. Is this? You think this is common for people who have gotten sober and grown? That they've learned I, I, I to change love, out of grace.
0: That's a real tough question for me to answer.
3: Yeah, yeah, because, because you, I, know I, you I don't want to speak for other people.
0: That's right. But my perception of it. Yeah, I'd like to hear more of it.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Changing out of changing out of a desire.
0: You know what? If, if I got to keep changing it because of pain, over and over, year after year after year, and day after day after month after month, I'm doing something fucking wrong. <laughs> 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 something ain't going right if it's the pain that keeps it, Right. You, you know? Right. So it ain't working. Yeah. Does this
3: make sense? Yeah. You got
0: a or, lot of problems
3: if it's because yeah. of the pain. Or I think you know there's a continuum i think that, like you said there's 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 times when you're you know there's rough water and there's bumps in the road yeah. and then there's also times and i think it's all of it that becomes a collaboration yeah yeah all all of the above yeah. so do you think um a couple a couple of final questions and then you know we'll, we'll 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 put a wrap on it for tonight but do you think that it's necessary to understand change to change
0: Not necessary,
3: but it sure makes
0: it a little
1: sweeter.
3: <laughs> yeah, because I, I could, yeah, I could see, you know, trying to understand it and then get caught in trying to understand and right. miss miss what the the less tangible things that happen, the grace, the right. you know what happened to you in that moment of clarity I think at that point it's more important to cinch up your belt
0: and go for the ride for a while
1: Hmm. yeah
0: with some good people
3: yeah yeah who
0: similarly have some intrinsic nature
3: yeah, (laughs) yeah similar to yours yeah yeah and did you find those people when you were in the midst of? I got lucky, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got
0: lucky. I didn't have to look too far.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, oh. lucky or um, divine intervention? Divine intervention, <laughs> whichever, <laughs> you whichever. Know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Some I mean, people, you know, if, if people want to go with luck, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. Because the outcome is the same. Yeah, I mean, there's a phrase you're going to do.
0: Well, did you did you really go, or did you just get lucky? Well, you know what? I put some effort into it too. Yeah,
3: yeah. You 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 had to you had to do certain things. You had to right. you know follow. You had to be willing to follow direction and all that sort of stuff. Sure. But yeah, so I don't know about the I don't know about the difference between luck and grace. I'm not qualified to answer.
0: That. Yeah, I you know crossed that, that line, philosophical, so, so a question
3: that that I try to I, I I ask just about everybody on the show at at the end of the show is, um, like what would you tell or what would you say to a person, a new person, a person who's you know who's who was where you were at the beginning, you know, the ass on fire guy, mm-hmm. you know, walking in the door, what what would you tell him, um, you know, about about change, about what he can expect? What would you tell him? About change? Yeah, about about survival. About... Uh, yeah, what would you tell him? Uh, what kind of advice would you give that new guy walking in the door?
0: Get as open as you can. Open minded as you can. Trust. Huh? You're going to take some hits. Huh? Stay vulnerable because, you know what... Um, uh, you have to be as sensitive as you possibly can because God's touch is extremely
3: subtle.
1: Mm. So you have
3: to be sensitive enough to recognize the touch? Subtle touch. Mm.
0: To feel it. It's so subtle. It isn't a burning bush. Mm. However... That subtlety is so powerful; it can feel like a burning little bush,
3: right? But you have the impact. You have to be in the position to experience it. Absolutely. Trust. And I suppose that that's where, you know, in a way, that's where that's where drunks and addicts are in in a in an interesting kind of backwards way. They've been reduced to that vulnerable state, mm-hmm. and that's where grace can occur, absolutely,
0: yeah, we've been so desensitized for yeah. so many years, yeah any touch has a heavy impact on us,
1: yeah <clears throat>
0: yeah but God's touch is so subtle,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you gotta be so so sensitive to feel it.
3: And you know, the drunks and druggies have had their basically had their skin removed. <laughs> oh well, how
0: so, about yeah, absolutely. They so, they've
3: spent their time in hell. Yeah, spent their time in hell. Got got it burned off. Um so so thanks. Thanks yeah. for thanks for the information, thanks for the input, thanks for the conversation. It was a good one. Um I enjoyed it. I hope everybody else, I hope you're the listening audience, I hope you guys did too. So thank you for coming, John. Oh, Appreciate thank it. you, Rick. And I'm, glad you're a, I'm glad you're getting a new coat. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. I mean, I've, I get, yeah, I'm gonna always wear one. I'm not gonna change that. No, that's no, not problem. gonna happen. Well, if you have a lot, I
2: going you have to you can change the name. It's two coats, kind of.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, uh, yeah. That be, <laughs>
3: it just wouldn't be right. Uh, so thanks to our listeners and our studio audience uh, for making this a successful little underground support source for the recovering community. We'll email out our reminders for next week's show. Uh, usually at the end of the week, um, and if you want to be on our email uh, mailing list to get a reminder for the show, you can go to our website, which is RecoveryInternetRadio.com dot <laughs> com. We need a little yeah, we need a little jingle there, um, you know. So uh, so remember uh-huh. to re- check our website uh, and check our archive shows if you'd like. Uh, sign up for the email list and also that we want to hear from you so we know where you are because we're an, an internet radio show not a regular radio show so we don't know where you're listening from you might be from Turkey so as always live today love yourself and your neighbor and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny we hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you at 8pm next Sunday
1: night thank you, for, thank you. Hey.